0: episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the kit to my cat, Brandon Groves.
1: Is he the left Kit Kat or the right one? Oh wait, that's Twix.
0: Uh, that's true, yeah. I, well, kit Kat comes in four bars, right?
1: Oh yeah, I guess they, they have the, there's oh. different variations. There's the four, which is yes. the classic, mm-hmm. and then there's a two, but there's a two where it's like the Halloween candy and then there's the minis, which is just one. One. I kind of like the minis. I uh, Maybe a hot I like take, but I kind of like too. the, it's,
0: it's like the Reese's Cups of Kit I Kats. was
1: about, you read my mind. I was about to say Reese's Cups. <laughs> the, both of those are also good in the freezer. Are you a freezer Ooh, candy guy?
0: No, but I, I, the only freezer stuff I did with sweets was my mom used to buy the Costco pack of their, um, of their pre-made cookies and we'd put them in the freezer and then eat them like that. Those are really good.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So my grandmother used to put a lot of candy in the freezer and the theory was because it's Florida and there's bugs I don't know I don't get okay. that part I don't know uh the bugs will will enter the Kit Kat wrapper um, you if it. you leave it out in in the pantry but uh but yeah in the freezer pretty good the mini ones pretty good Reese's cups the mini Reese's cups in yes. the in the freezer Whew. oh real yeah real good that I'm talking about.
0: You want a little uh healthy candy hack? Is if you put grapes in the freezer, they're kind of like a hard candy. So you you know a little. Do you do hack. you suck on it or do you, you, you... suck and then you chew? <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me say suck on the pod, Brandon. What you you suck
1: and then you chew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's a that's always been like a, a healthy alternative candy option for me. um If I'm trying to you know not not mow down a bunch of chocolate or something.
1: Here's the capitalist uh in us. This is what we should do. We should sell. NL feast frozen Whoa. grapes. Wow, and, and, brand grapes. And then it says on it it says suck and then chew as instructions. <laughs> Quote and as your name, Sam Clark. Um, and we sell them individual. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Seven, eight bucks?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, that sounds like a fair price. This is like the arrested development bit when they're like, how much can a banana cost, Michael? $15? <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> exactly. How um, much can
1: a frozen grape cost, Sam? $7.750. That sounds fair to me.
0: Um, Brandon, we are recording on a non traditional day. You were very kind and kind of adapted to this chaotic NFL schedule that I've set for you because the Dolphins are potentially in the playoff hunt despite coming out and losing seven of their first eight games. Of of the season, so we're, uh, we're recording on Sunday at noon today. A little different than normal.
1: What a miracle team! I I mean, I, I've been you know I haven't watched one snap of the season, <laughs> but I, I've heard I've heard the stories, yes. and I know that uh, the Patriots are in first, correct? And they're playing the Bills, who are in third.
0: Yes, Patriots are in first. Bills are in second now. The Patriots are are being um are being not uh, carried the wrong word are uh, are being supported by a rookie quarterback the Alabama quarterback that took that replaced Tua Tagovailoa when he went to the NFL Mac Jones who mm-hmm. sure. I uh, you might have seen my Twitter feed where I've either posted about Mac Jones or posted a, or liked tweets that were inflammatory to Mac Jones but not a big fan of this guy I'll tell you what, okay why he is just a huge dweeb the narrative I I'm just like more mad I think about the media narrative than anything because they're so quick to like like crown him the next i don't know not tom brady obviously no one's gonna be the next tom brady but like the next great new england quarterback even though he's doing all the shit that tua does and gets and gets like complained about which is throw short passes under 10 yards rely on a running game and a defense and then and get supported by the wins from the the, the total team effort as opposed to him like carrying the squad they played the buffalo bills i think i was i don't remember recording on this day or i don't know. remember what it was but it was a snow game do you remember me talking to you about a snow game I remember the snow game, yeah. Yeah, Mac Jones threw three passes in that game. <laughs> he threw three times the entire game. They ran
1: the ball the whole time. But everybody loves to talk up Mac Jones. So I, uh, I mean, the guy, looks ca- like the guy kind of weak... hit the NFL or the football jackpot going Alabama to the Patriots to become the Patriots starting, starting quarterback. I mean, the guy, he's, you know, as long as he's doing okay, like he's going to get that acclaim.
0: Yes, exactly. And he also like went from the most hated college football team to the most hated NFL team. So he like is kind of lean. I mean, obviously not his decision to go to the Patriots. They drafted him, but he's kind of have to lean into the villain thing. Um, And he's a dweeb. He like looks like an asshole. You know, he just looks like a, uh, I don't know, not a, not a guy that I have a lot of confidence in. And, and then national media loves him and so does Patriots fans. So it's, it's easy to kind of just like, I don't know, not have to worry too much about them. But there's a Bills-Patriots game tonight. So Dolphins have three more games against the Saints, the Titans, and then the Patriots is for the final game of the season. If they win out, they could easily make the playoffs. But from a percentage point, point, this is why I'm caring so much about this dumb game at 1 o'clock between two teams that I don't support, if the Patriots win this game and the Dolphins win out, they win their next three games, and the Dolphins' playoff percentage uh, chance is 43%. But if the Bills win and the Dolphins win out, then the it's a 99% chance that the Dolphins make the playoffs. So the Bills need to beat the Patriots today to kind of give Miami the best opportunity to get into the playoffs if they win the rest of their games. Now,
1: do the Dolphins need to win out, though?
0: Yes, absolutely. They can't lose.
1: Now, we play—that's
0: a, gotcha. th- a big ask. We play the Saints, but they're on their third-string co- quarterback, who's a rookie. Ian Book, I think his name is. Ian something. Um, and he was like a third round draft pick this last year, has never played an NFL snap his entire life. So not especially worried about him, but also I don't know. They're they're a good team and it's on it's on the road, so you never know what's gonna happen. Then we play the Titans, who now have the former Dolphins starting quarterback before Tua, who is uh is Ryan Tannehill. Is that a name that mm-hmm. sounds
1: familiar at all? Oh yeah, of course. He was yeah, I remember when he was the Dolphins quarterback. I know this. Yeah. I know these yeah, things for years. For
0: years. So we play them and they're a good team. They're a competitive team. That's like not an easy win. And then we play the Patriots at home for the final game of the season, um, who we beat in the very first game. That was the first win. And then we uh, lost seven in a row after that. Um, and, I, and I just... It's so perfect that the Bills are going to win today, the Dolphins are going to beat the Saints and the Titans, and then I'm going to have an aneurysm on the final game of the season as we play the, the Patriots uh, and, and my, my dreaded Mac Jones. So that's kind of where I'm at. You adapted to my schedule and the required viewing of these games, though, which I, I'm very appreciative of um, it's it's hard enough sup- having a podcast about a sport, let alone also trying to keep up with the other sports that's going on. So thank you for uh, thank that's you for why, that's why that's why
1: I live in Nirvana over here, not giving a <laughs> shit about other other sports. I hear things, I, I digest them, I find out who Gardner Minshew is at a later date than other people. Yes, nice, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, all I'm going to say is if the season fails, you you know take a hint, just follow the Marlins. I know, and I give know. up and the also- other teams. Ugh! It's I can't even
0: get get rolling on this, Brandon. I'm going to get upset, but it's just been a really tough, tough. I mean, the Magic are the basketball team that I support, and they're second worst in their conference, um, which is the, the the basketball equivalent of the National League or American League, or the or the second worst in the Eastern Conference. We have a bunch of exciting pieces, but we're really really bad still. Um, the Dolphins obviously started one and seven, and Tua was on the IR with broken ribs for a while, and was was injured, and that was that was tough to watch. And then the Marlins, obviously, a disappointing season last year. So you know, it's been a tough, it's been a tough year of sports for me, Brandon. I'm not gonna lie; the last, last high I had was the the Marlins beating the Cubs in the the first round of the playoffs last season, which was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I think things are looking up. I think despite of what this this Dolphin season ends up, it's encouraging because you guys were talking about getting a rapist in there to be a quarterback. God, and now yeah. look, the guy you know who's does. not a rapist is doing a great job.
0: I agree, Brandon, and hopefully that, that'll squash the narrative because I'm just worried that after because we waited till the trade deadline. And then once that passed, then there's obviously no more discussion about that potential trade with Deshaun Watson. But now I'm worried during the off season. There could be some more. There's more talk, and it could heat back up. But two has been playing pretty well. So so far so good, I'd say. So far so good. But my friend, it is the day after Christmas,
1: so mm-hmm. of
0: course I got to ask, how was your holiday? Did you did you guys celebrate? What did you do?
1: Nah, I didn't do shit. I mean, it's Jewish Jewish Christmas here, so uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, we didn't do Chinese food. We did that on the 24th. So uh, yeah, we just went for a nice walk. It was a a 70 degree day in the middle of December wow. in Nashville, which sounds nice despite the implications of, uh, of <laughs> yeah, global warming. That, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, my mom made a lasagna. We, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we took it easy. Just, just went for a walk. I watched the, that new Adam McKay DiCaprio oh, Jennifer don't look Lawrence up. movie. Don't look up. How was Um, it? it was pretty good. I, people are, are, are kind of negative on it. I mean, it's definitely a little like, I guess, navel gazy like liberal, like agenda okay, yeah. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was, creative um you know definitely not the best movie it's very adam mckay with uh weird cuts and yeah and uh is there any breaking of the fourth wall like there was in vice no fourth wall in this one i know he okay. did that in, in big short and uh and vice but none of that um you know, people are saying it's too long it's two hours 20 that's like every movie now oh, um some you know, movie
0: over two hours brandon i don't know if we talked about this before but oh i
1: hate him uh, when you see that sweet spot that 90 minute that yes. one hour 30 Ooh, yes i mean i know that's no- normally only paul blart mall cop <laughs> yeah, exactly or little big league or whatever little, no, big, minor league. No, yeah, little big league was league. Two, hours, two hours remember that's right um but yeah so it, it was solid i mean Hey, listen, anything that's not a Marvel movie, baby, I'll take it. That's right. Shots feel... <laughs> fired, Spider-Man. Yeah, you're,
0: you're like Scorsese over here, dude. You're, I you're am, dude. I really am. Movies.
1: Anytime I see a pro-Scorsese tweet, I'm going to like that shit.
0: You're in. You're slamming that like button. I, uh, I, Miranda watched it last night and texted me that it gave
1: her existential anxiety, so I'm very curious as to watch Wait, it don't myself. look up? Or yeah. Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, no, not Spider-Man. Don't look up. Don't look up. Yeah, uh, it was a little stressful, honestly, even though you know all these things. And like I said, it was very like... It was satire. It was like very on the nose, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real fear, man.
0: I need to watch it. I've been powering through Mad Men. Miranda's been obviously out of town for the holiday. And I think we discussed this last week on the pod, but I got, uh, I got stranded in New York. We had a bunch of COVID positive tests in our immediate circle. And then my roommate tested positive the day I was supposed to fly out. Um, and you just don't know if you're going to be positive, and God forbid I come home bringing COVID to all my immediate family. That's not something that I want to do. So I was in um, I was in New York for the entire holiday and isolating because my roommate had a had COVID. But I was able tested negative on the 24th and 25th, so I was able to go see friends on the 24th. And I did the opposite meal things that you did. I had lasagna on the 24th and Chinese food on the 25th. Whoa! So look at look that. At
1: that. Very hey, final. isn't isn't a Jewish Christmas nice? Come on, join it's us. Nice, I'm gonna start. I'm nice. a mi- I'm a missionary now for the Jews. Come on.
0: That's uh, yeah. That's interesting. Never never saw that as being your final end goal, but I'll, I'll take it. I uh, I'm cu- I was curious if you did any Christmas celebration because I have uh, a very close friend of mine who's uh, Jewish. Uh, but celebrates Christmas and Easter. So I didn't know if there was any sort are of gift-giving that you did.
1: No, not at all. I mean, are they half-Jewish? Are they...
0: No, I think both of his family members... It's Danny and my band that are that are part of Ugly Twin, the other oh, twin. Oh, so really? He's, but he does like Christmas, traditional Christmas, traditional Easter um, but identifies as Jewish. So I didn't know if that was interesting. Like, uh, no, I mean, that's, that that's, that's news to
1: me unless like, cause I have friends that are half Jewish and it makes sense that they do Christmas. But yeah. if Danny's a hundred percent Jewish, he does Christmas. That's, uh, I'm gonna have to talk to the other ones about that. I'm gonna kick <laughs> him out of the meeting. <laughs> No, no, no. I, 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 I don't know. Find out for me. Cause I'm interested in that. I'll ask. Um, I'll ask. I, uh, and I, then tell him to call half-Jewish.
0: me. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him to put you on the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh I get it as like a cultural thing, like Christmas has kind of lost a lot of the I mean look you and I have been saying, put Christ in Christmas again for years. Jesus He's is the, the reason, reason for season. every season that's what we've said, fall, winter, spring, you name spring. it it's um, him. but he uh but I get it as like a cultural celebration, and also like I don't know, was there any sort of like Christmas fomo that you had
1: growing up? Do you think that that could have been part of it? um I don't know I don't that's a good question someone else asked me that recently. I don't think so, I think that. I think if anything, like I'm just like, I'm kind of like pro say Merry Christmas because Hanukkah is not around this time and people like lump it together. It's like, no, it's fine. It's a different, I mean, sometimes it can be, it moves, but I'm like, but I don't care. It's like, fine. Just say Merry Christmas. Just do, do the thing. You don't need to include us. We're fine. Like we do our own thing. It's like, if anything, just like educate yourself when it is during the year and that's it. That makes sense. Um, but no, I don't think I have FOMO uh from it in particular i think it's it is kind of annoying to, for to have it like shoved down your throat a bit and you're yeah. just like eh. yeah but exactly. uh no nah, you can't complain about that listen we gotta stay quiet or else they're gonna put us back on a train i uh
0: i used to be envious of hanukkah as a kid because i grew up or um in south florida which had like a mm-hmm. not a major jewish population but definitely like a, a prominent sure, jewish yeah. population um so a lot of my friends are jewish growing up and the, uh, the idea of multiple days of presence Eight crazy nights of presents was was a uh, seemed very enticing as opposed to just the one. Even though from what I understand, it's it's a small gift giving over the eight days as opposed to just like a mega blowout day every day like it is for Christmas.
1: Yeah, it depends. There's normally a scale like what we would would do when I was a kid. Don't don't do this anymore, but um, we would pick a num My mom would number the gifts one through eight, and I would pick a number oh, out that's of a bag. Fun. And then it's like, oh, you got number four tonight. That's and funny. that was either a big one, a small one, whatever, a medium one. So, th- yeah, that was fun. And I, uh, yeah, I don't know where that came from because I asked my mom. I was like, w- did you come up with that? And she said, yeah. But I was like, I don't know hmm, if yeah. that's a thing that other people do. I don't know. But I understand it does seem nice on paper to have the eight gifts uh, spread over uh, a week. But, you know, also, uh, you know, love of marginal utility. You start uh, being like, okay, I've had enough gifts, you know. Yeah,
0: you start to get a little burnt on it. That makes sense. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um would your mom like do uh like a ten out of ten big gift eight times or would there be some days where you get like a uh, socks and th- underwear or
1: like yeah yeah I think there was like a varying ones where it was like uh there'd be a gift card and then there'd be one big thing there would yeah. norm- pr- normally be like one big
0: thing or two big things yes that's kind of how it was so... in my household too we get like mm-hmm. one big thing and then some some fun stuff did you did you get anything this year were you guys uh, exchange any gifts this year.
1: Uh, we we just been doing gift cards. We we moved into the gift card phase <laughs> okay, where, just, right. where we're just like, you know, let's not uh, you know, uh let's not uh start getting in, anything creative here. It's like we're just doing gift cards. That, that's you know, fun. we're all old now, so. That's fun.
0: I uh I got a couple things. So, my parents were 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 able to adapt fairly quickly and send my gifts to New York instead of sending them to uh to Gainesville, which is where where they live now. I'm not trying to dox my parents, but I uh I do have a new chef's knife. Look at this bad boy, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I like how
1: just sitting on your desk.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did the we did the Zoom present opening yesterday. So I no, uh, I true. just like, Miranda comes back tomorrow. So I have to do a big clean of my room, our room, excuse me, um, mm-hmm. today or tomorrow before she gets back tomorrow night. Um, So I've just kind of kept everything here. I'm just like waving this knife around. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can get a good like uh, pulling the knife out of the thing sound. Okay. Tell me if you can hear this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could hear that. Okay, that all right, good. nice.
0: Well I'm gonna put this away so I don't hurt myself while live <laughs> on the pod. But I um I, I do enjoy cooking a lot. I don't know if you and I've ever talked about that, but I do yes, um, of course. enjoy cooking a lot. And so there was a. Uh, we have a one good knife here. My roommate Michael, covid boy, <laughs> is uh mm-hmm. he uh has one really good knife, but only use that on occasion. So having this as, like, a great knife that whenever Miranda and I inevitably get our own spot, we can take over and, like, have our... It's really great. So I'm really looking forward to that. Are you
1: going to be particular with the knife? Or are you going to let your roommates use the knife? I... Or is it in I'm your? I'm not going to say names. In your I'll room let some right roommates now. use the knife, and I'll be scared okay. if other roommates use the knife. No names. So how you gonna do it? You're gonna print off a label from a label maker and put it on the knife, think, like, yeah, that sounds is... good. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna make like a, 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 a like a log. So if you want to use the knife, you have to say you cleaned it. and put <laughs> you it away. Sign in, sign in, and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't know what I'm gonna do because Michael uh, hides his knife. Not hides it, but puts it in like a non-traditional spot near all our other knives. So I don't know if I'm gonna do that. He has a case, and for he does this own. on
1: pur- he does this on purpose, Michael.
0: Yes. Okay. Pretty much I think the only people that use that knife are Michael and I. Uh, but we are also the two that cook the so most. So he trusts the you. Most. Yes. It's the right, kind of what so the...
1: I think I, fi- I figured out who they don't trust. No, I'm not,
0: I didn't say names. <laughs> I'm not going to name them. Say. I'm not going to name them. I just no. figured it out. Um, but but Michael and I are the ones that cook the most too. Uh, Miranda does a fair amount of cooking, but uh, it's, it's more like meal preppy stuff, uh, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But I, I Michael and I get a little more culinarily adventurous, if you will. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Furniture
0: stuff. So, um, well, Brandon, I don't know. if I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I got. I got some great coffee. My dad got me some good Gainesville coffee. Um, oh, I got new uh, tuning locks for my electric guitar. I don't know if I told you about the. Did I talk about the Guitar Center experience on the pod last week? I don't think so. So, uh, uh, my roommate Austin and I uh, changed the pickups in my my Telecaster. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably what like uh, three months ago and accidentally got some of the screws mixed up so the the neck pickup was really loose it was like jarringly loose to the point that mm-hmm. it was uh, not usable But the electric like all the soldering was done properly, like the pickups were working. It just wasn't stable. So um, when I got my bonus, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Guitar Center and I'm going to get them to fix it. Uh, And I called and the guy's name was Sam and we hit it off. And so I go there and I'm talking to him for like three minutes. He doesn't even have to cut the strings or anything. He just screws off the the pick guard and gets in there, rescrews it. I had had the right screw, so I, I didn't even need to buy anything. Um, and he does it for free. I tipped him like 20 bucks, but it ended up being super cheap. So I asked him, I was like, what's the next thing that I can do to upgrade my guitar that you think would make the, the most substantial difference in it? Cause I don't want to buy a new guitar. I really do enjoy this guitar a lot. Um, but just kind of want to keep souping it up a little bit. And he said, tuning locks. So the knobs up, uh, at the end of the neck of the guitar, um, for those who aren't as familiar with, uh, the instrument, um, can vary in quality and the worst quality they are, the worse they stay in tune. So I, uh, my parents got me some nice new fender tuning locks so that the, the guitar will stay in tune when we're performing live or we're recording or whatever. So that's, that's the other big gift.
1: Hell yeah. Look at that. Uh, I like that inside baseball guitar talk. Do what do you, <laughs> exactly. Hey, do you know, uh, cause I know the answer to this. Do you know the okay. name of someone who professionally, uh, fixes guitars or, or uh, attack? What's the, no, there... there's a professional name of someone who like fixes guitars and like designs them and like builds them.
0: Like, are you saying like what's the name of the profession, or do I know like, what's the
1: name of the profession? Yeah, what's um, like their title? No, I don't. I They're don't called
0: luthiers. Luthiers. What? Yep. What the hell? I'm going to Google this real fast. Yeah, yeah. Luth-
1: luthiers. So I had I had a uh, a red Epiphone, um, I guess, SG, um, and the neck was broken, and I brought it to a luthier. Wow. That's what I found out the title was, and he fixed it for me.
0: That's insane. I didn't know. Apparently, they they specialize in not just guitars, but all stringed instruments.
1: Yes, stringed instruments. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. That's something that blows my mind is the ability to fix broken necks on guitars. Like that just seems like irredeemable, or irredeemable is the wrong word, irreparable. And just like a, I guess I throw this guitar out now that the neck's broken, but they are able to fix that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, it has. It doesn't have the color. Like the colors off. I don't have it with me here when I'm in, yeah. back in LA. I'll show you. But yeah, the colors off with it. But uh, but yeah, he like I don't know what he did. But uh, yeah, works great. Awesome. And the yeah, neck so... was like hanging, like it was off, it was broken. That's insane. Yeah, no clue how to do
0: that. No clue how to do that. But I uh, I am gonna install these tuning knobs here in the next week. I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, it was a chill Christmas. Got my brother um the first manga, the first Japanese uh like uh cartoon book. You know, you ever read any manga or anything like that? Not you know, my strike thing. Me as the title. Not yeah. my thing. <laughs> um, but I got him like the very first one. It was like the late '60s. It was published, so that was cool. Um. Got mom, like one of those. You know those like Theraguns, those like massage Theragun things? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we Max and I That's went in fun. on that for her. And then my dad actually, this is nice. Um, i'm hoping to go at the end of february to go see them if this omicron thing dies down um and i uh i he wants to get me he has an acoustic guitar that's been around for a long time he wants me to restring it tune it for him and then let and then start rocking a little bit so that's that should be the present so oh, yeah man yeah. all in all a good holiday we made the best of a bad situation was able to hang out with my uh, my good friend chris who's been mentioned on the pod a lot last night and uh and his and his lovely girlfriend um so it wasn't alone was able to socialize a little bit um but yeah just kind of been chilling man
1: Cool. I'm glad you had a nice Omicron Christmas. All things <laughs> considered, you, uh, you. you know, uh, maybe we should change the podcast to a guitar. Podcast. Hey, listen, just like talk about the intricacies of of the instrument. Talk luthier listen. pod.
0: I, I, I would love that. I would. I, I did a weird thing. Okay, we're we're really pushing it on the not talking about the this is a,
1: this is a baseball about. podcast. We're aware, everyone. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we
0: know. We will talk about baseball related stuff here soon. Um, but Danny and I, uh, the 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 Danny, the, the the man that does celebrates Christmas as a mm-hmm. and identifies as Jewish. Um, he and I are in a band, and we threw down, like, 30 bucks to for this thing called Submit Hub, where you, like, use credits to submit to playlists and blogs and radio stations and record labels, and went through and, uh, and did that this weekend. So that was really interesting because there's required feedback. The person has to listen to the song for 90 seconds, and they have to um, write something back. And we got some po- – like, it's, a, it's on average a 20% approval rating, um, and we were probably close to, like, the 30-ish. That was nice, 35. Oh, nice. That's um, great. So we got on a few Spotify playlists, and then um, – not like the ones that Spotify curates we're, we're still waiting to hear back about those but um but then we got some interesting t- uh, uh everybody said the song was too slow which was not something that I had ever anticipated being a problem but I thought was kind of
1: funny uh, but who are these people that are they're they're supposedly record label people and like radio station people
0: yeah i i think they're more just like people that make Spotify playlists that have like thousands of followers for whatever reason and you can submit to be included on their playlist if it if it aligns with the genre that they're curating for so uh yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's it's we're struggling to find people that are one on this website and two listen to the kind of music that we make. Sure, it, yeah. So, but that this was is a, a
1: hyper pop playlist, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I uh, I did try to
0: go. I I guess like as I'm getting older, I find myself finding new music is more difficult, at least new music that I enjoy. Yeah. So I was watching just like some YouTube videos of that Anthony Fantana guy doing. Top 50 singles of the year. Top.
1: Don't even know who Anthony Fantana is. He's Fantan the needle is. drop
0: dude. You would definitely recognize him. Um, I'll send, I'll text you a picture real fast. Um, but I was finally listening to some m- new music, and I found some stuff I liked. But it's crazy how um, hyperpop is just incredibly influential uh, for every genre of music at this point, it feels like.
1: You know, I said that. I barely know what that is, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll send you some <laughs> hyperpop today. This guy. I just okay. texted you a picture of him. I
0: don't know if it's been delivered yet, but... Okay. Um, He's like a bald dude that wears glasses. I know that doesn't narrow it down a lot, but, um, and he does YouTube. He's like the biggest. Never seen him. Probably never seen Um, him.
1: I'm out of touch with things
0: yeah you're out of touch Brandon we got to get you uh we got to get you some cool kids to hang out with so I can uh (laughs) I can talk to you about this stuff but all right enough nonsense we've been we've been vamping for like 25 minutes at this point um Brandon you had a great idea for what we're going to talk about on this week's podcast because we've been struggling to kind of come up with some things that are not just movie reviews over and over and over again which is uh which is fun don't get me wrong it's fun talking about the movies but like to diversify our content a little bit Mm -hmm. so today Brandon pitched um, for today's episode, that we talk about the craziest baseball stories we could find. Now, each of us got two or three stories we're going to talk about. Who knows if we're going to get to all of them. Um, but there's some very funny stuff here, Brandon. I was, I, I'm, I'm wondering if you want to start first with one of your stories or if I should get us going for one of my stories. I
1: would, lo- I would love to start. So um, I'm going to tell the story of Doc Medich. Not, okay. not Doc Gooden, not Doc Ellis. Doc Medich. i assume that's a, how you pronounce his last name it's, i don't it's know i have m-e-d-i-c-h uh born oh, yeah. george francis doc parentheses medic now normally when you hear doc it's normally like doc Gooden. he was the doctor of strikeouts right uh this guy legitimately a doctor whoa really and yes legitimately a doctor Slash and professional had, and baseball had player? yes professional baseball player and he had kind of a great 10-year major league baseball career between 72 and 82 no. um i'm looking on baseball reference now uh he threw a thousand nine hundred and ninety six point two innings okay, 955 geez. strikeouts 1.332 whip 124 um win 105 loss record 3.78 era 9.6 career war nice uh, what the man's had man. a solid solid career um Probably most notably with with the Yankees and and Rangers. I uh, um,
0: I, I, I there's two things that I want to say. One, when you told me that this guy was a professional doctor slash MLB player, I assumed this was like the 20s or 30s. The fact that this happened in the 70s and 80s is wild.
1: 70s, yeah, exactly. So it wasn't he wasn't like Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't like a snake oil
0: salesman on the sidewalk. Yeah,
1: he wasn't going to town being like this frog will heal your warts. You know, it wasn't happening. So <laughs>
0: another thing that that uh, stood out to me is. This is not fair that you are, one, intelligent enough to be a doctor and, two, athletic enough to be an MLB player. Pick one or the other, dude. This is like when – when uh, always reminded me of like when we would do comedy shows and there would be like an a, a unnecessarily attractive person that was also incredibly funny mm-hmm. and being like, this isn't fair. You don't get to be both. You get to be one or the other. You get to be hot or funny. You don't get You're to be either both. you hot and dumb or a <laughs> ghoul that's funny. <laughs> like Brandon and I, a couple funny ghouls. Yes.
1: Funny ghouls. <laughs> Um, and honestly Doc was he's kind what of, kind was kind of attractive he's 73 now he's born in December 4 1948 but back in the day not a bad looking guy either God um, this isn't fair some so, people just
0: get dealt an unfair hand you know
1: I know but yeah he was a Pittsburgh native went uh pit baseball um, also played tight end for the Pittsburgh uh, football team, insane, insane, insane. All, it, just, it also
0: seems like, uh, and I don't know if you went to uh, high school with anybody that. Did you go to high school with anybody that ended up becoming like a D
1: one athlete or? or uh, uh, I mean like Tony that? Tony Kemp uh, who plays on the Oakland Athletics. He. Uh, he, I went to high school with him.
0: Was he there during your graduation? Yeah, I had, like,
1: I had. No, he was a year before me, but I had math class with him his senior year, my junior year. I didn't
0: know that. We've, have we talked about nope. that on the pod?
1: I think so. I think when we had Aram Leighton on, I think we maybe mentioned that. Okay. Okay. Nice
0: callback. I was a was, way to pull that off the dome. That's impressive. I, uh, It seems like whenever like people that become major league athletes uh, in any sport, they're athletically dominant in every other sport as well. They just decide which one they're going to be good at. Um, was that the case with Tony
1: as well? Like, was he, he like was a athletic, star?
0: We, was he also like a star football player? And I don't think so because Tony,
1: if you know Tony, he's a great ball player. He's very short. He's I think he's like oh. five seven or something okay. like that. So he may. Have, I think he probably played football, but uh, obviously, in insane shape. Um, yeah, he probably. I mean, if he did play those other sports, he probably would have been amazing. He's been great at it. Yeah. Anyways, okay. Sorry. Back to your doc story. My bad. It's okay. Right. Um, so. Doc, out of Pittsburgh, he was drafted by the New York Yankees. 30th round, so n- nothing nothing to write home about. He probably got a very small <laughs> signing bonus, I'd imagine, if one at all. Um, but, yeah, he spent three seasons in, in their uh, farm system and made it to the majors, which is probably extremely rare for a 30th round yeah, pick, which seriously. I don't even think the 30th round exists anymore in the I don't draft. I know. Stuff, I was just about sure. to ask you.
0: is It's like 24 rounds now or something? Is that what I it think is?
1: They, I think they made it smaller now right yeah that sounds right that sounds um right. I, I don't know exactly i don't see how dumb we are we're like they made it smaller but um <laughs> also yeah
0: us we have a baseball podcast don't know how long <laughs> the draft is Not great,
1: but yeah he uh in the minors 21 and 13 record 2.27 era great career in the minors made it to the majors in a september 1972 call up um well, yeah, 73 season. He finished third with rookie in the year, 14-9 uh, record, 2.95 ERA. Um, and also, fun fact, he was uh, the last winning pitcher at Yankee Stadium, the original iteration of it before they did the remodel in the 70s. Whoa, so, no way. Little, That's pretty cool. A little cool. fun fact about Doc. Um, but yeah, he uh, a couple other great years for the Yankees until in 75, he was actually traded um, to the Pittsburgh Pirates' his hometown team for famous Willie Randolph, future Mets manager, wow. future World Series champion with the Yankees, great ball player, wow. Doc Ellis. Oh, uh, who
0: we'll be talking uh, about later.
1: Yes, LSD Boy and Ken Brett, who I don't know Ken, but uh, God bless him, and I hope he has a good story too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he played for the hometown uh, uh, Pirates, and it seemed ab- about this time he uh, entered the School of Medicine at the University of Pittsburgh. Wow! So he was in his hometown, wow. his undergrad he got from, from Pitt, um, and he went back there. Um, he played only one year as injury plague with the Pirates, and then he was uh, traded in spring training 77 to uh, the Oakland Athletics. Now, what I neglected to mention was in this season with the Pirates, uh, his medical skills came in handy because uh, in, in Philadelphia when they were playing the Phillies— um, a 73 year old uh, man had a heart attack, and he, perform- and he performed resuscitation on the spectator. No way! That's yes. Was
0: he pitching or that day, or was he just like on the bench? And they were like, "Is there a
1: doctor in the building?" I think it was there. Is there a doctor in the building? <laughs> I think that's so what funny. it was. I don't think he was pitching that day, from from what I read. So yeah. then also, we'll get to it. But this was not the only time that this happened. No way. Do you want not is this the only tease? time? Or are you gonna you want to jump right into it? Or? I'll, I'll get into it because it was later in his career, okay, but. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so in spring training seventy seven he was traded to the Oakland A's. Um and he was not happy about that whatsoever because <laughs> okay. he was in the school of medicine with <laughs> with the University of Pittsburgh oh, and he wanted to remain near the school, of course. Oh my god. So um he threatened to retire, but he uh joined the A's that season, had a fine okay season, ten and six, four point six nine ERA. Um and uh, after that, he became a free agent again. So he's sort of meandering. He's starting to lose some steam in his career. Um, but yeah, I what I was trying to figure out, and I could not find any information on this, was how was he doing classes? Because if you think about the baseball yeah. season, you're occupied from late February to, I mean, I guess you got to hope October, but I think he only played in the playoffs once, so till the end of September. So how was this man, especially when he was not in Pittsburgh and you couldn't do Zoom learning? Yeah, there's How no online he... learning. Do you think they just m- made like accommodations for him? They must have, right? They must have been like Probably, cuz you know, we know athletes, I mean, current yeah. day, like they have tons of exceptions. I mean, normally they're not trying to become doctors, trying to just like get a geography degree yeah, and exactly.
0: they'll still make some sort of yeah, some necessary accommodations. You got to think, but like what are they mailing him as assignments? Like taking te- like giving him the material that he has to study for? I don't know, man. That's a really great question. Or yeah, cuz I was going to say maybe he's flying back and forth between Pittsburgh and Oakland, but that's like an insane flight that's like a five insane. and a half hour
1: flight probably um
0: insane so, i mean even the season uh, no that he was
1: in pittsburgh how do you do it because the summer was shot he wasn't taking summer school no way um the winter or i guess the fall he could have done the fall because if your season ends the end of september and he would have just missed a couple weeks of yeah. school I'd what do you
0: think the chances are we could get this guy on for an interview
1: well we'll get to it because he had some issues oh no that. oh no no <laughs>
0: is this is so, this a sad
1: story it's kind of yeah it's pretty sad okay. but um yeah, so uh, he signed with with uh, the Texas Rangers, uh, I believe in '81. Um, another another f- uh, fine cr- fine season there. He actually uh, tied the AL lead with four shutouts that season. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, and in five seasons with the Rangers, you know he had a 15-43 record, 3.95 ERA. So this guy was keeping his ERA below four. That's still I mean pretty he was impressive. Just a sol- solid solid career, solid major major league Made sense why he was in some big trades with with some. Uh, big name players but uh okay when does tragedy strike okay so uh his last stop was with the milwaukee brewers the only time he uh made it to the playoffs and was uh in the world series actually in the 82 Whoa. world series okay um the only time he pitched in that world series was he was already down they're already down seven two. the cardinals he entered in the sixth inning and gave up six runs Ooh, okay <laughs> not great not what you want to be doing so he's not the doctor of the playoffs i'll tell you that much <laughs> yes he's somebody needed to operate on him so yeah, so doc, uh like I said, University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine started in 1970. Okay. So I guess he hopped, he was drafted in 1970, so I guess he actually hopped right into medical school. Interesting. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um and he got his his uh MD degree in 77. Wow. So it took him 7 years. Is that a normal rate? I don't do think, think so, it was right? Extended? That's it's not. It's longer, normal, right? Is it? That's longer. It would probably be another 4 years, right? I would assume so. I, I mean, when do you? Maybe
0: not. I don't know. I mean, we can just Google this. How some someone is like actually in medical school right now, screaming at their at their uh, iPhone or something. Long is med school. All right, let's see this. Four years, yes, three to seven. But to become a doctor, you'll also spend three to seven years in residency. But like, you can't be a, you can't be doing residencies while also pitching in the major leagues.
1: What's weird is so his last season was in '82. So that means he had five years from getting his medical degree. Like yeah, he wasn't in no he must have not done his residency until eighty two. Let's see. Okay. That so is. um okay, so twice in his career he uh helped a fan having a heart attack in the stands. Once was that instance in Philadelphia, yeah, in seventy six. He performed CPR mouth to mouth. Unfortunately the fan did die Ugh. later that day. But in uh July seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight, between the Rangers and he's on the Rangers and the Orioles, he revived a man who was suffering a heart attack in the stands, and that man lived uh Live to tell the tale. Insane. What a guy. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Twice. Twice. The doc was in the house. Twice. The is different. there a doctor in the building? Imagine if, if they, if someone saw this and then they had a, uh, a game against the Mets, uh, I guess years <laughs> later and doc Gooden was there and they're like, we need a doctor. Need and a he's doctor. like, dude, I did not, not graduate me, high not school. Not
0: me, not me. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so, uh, after his, his career, so 82, I believe was his last season with, with the Milwaukee Brewers after his terrible world series appearance. Um, and so in 83, November 83, um, he was actually improperly prescribing Percodin and, uh, okay. entered rehab. So, okay. But here's the weird thing was he was at the time he was a resident in surgery at the children's hospital of Pittsburgh. So was he giving kids, he was hooking kids up with Percocet? What the hell is he doing? I think he was writing fake prescriptions so he could have. Oh. Yeah. So very sad. Um, But yeah, he had two years probation in 84, um, and was charged $5,000 at the time. Um, did so he lose, and, Did he lose his like, ability to practice medicine? So this is what was weird. He did not because he was also, in 99, almost 16 years later, he uh, was accused again of writing 12 false prescriptions for painkillers. Oh, God. In '99, in 2001, he pleaded guilty to 12 counts of possession of controlled substance. Um, and in March of, of that year, he was sentenced to nine years of probation and voluntarily surrendered his right to prescribe painkillers. Oh, my so God. So I don't know if that means... So, I like how he voluntarily surrendered his right to prescribe painkillers, but he can still prescribe antibiotics. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's
0: still doing doctor stuff.
1: It seems like he's still doing doctor stuff,
0: (laughs) but also on probation for nine years. So,
1: if one of your patients has a broken leg and and they're like, "Can you just give me painkillers?" and he's like, "Uh, "I actually can't. I can give you." (laughs) Don't ask uh, me why, please don't ask me why, but I am not legally allowed to write you
0: (laughs) prescriptions for painkillers. Okay, that's not. I mean, that's not. I thought you were going to say he was like canceled for like creepy shit or like I don't know. No, 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 no.
1: He wasn't canceled for creepy shit, but um, just drug addiction. he, He eventually the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, so I guess he was an orthopedic surgeon. Uh, they voted to expel him, uh, from, from okay. practicing medicine eventually. So That's eventually nice. he was no longer a doctor. Um, you know, obviously he had a problems and hopefully that, uh, hopefully he was able to overcome that. If anything, this is a sad story. It's not like a crazy wild yeah, story. Yeah. It's just kind of surprising because this man was an actual doctor. Another fun fact is okay. he actually was on the mound when Ricky Henderson stole the base that, um, whoa. that, that where he surpassed Lou Brock for all. Did you watch
0: that foolish baseball video where they, he like compiled and watched a bunch of old Ricky Henderson footage. I think I it was a foolish so. Bailey video. I don't know. I should send it to you. It is nuts. Just seeing like peak Ricky Henderson and then, uh, and, and like a broadcast of a world series that he was in. He was just such a fun player, such a fun player. Why was he in the news recently? I
1: feel like I saw some Ricky. Oh Henderson no, it's stuff. because we were talking about little big league when they have the, Oh,
0: that's yeah. right. That's right. And he wanted to get Ricky Henderson for the team. Yeah.
1: That crockety old manager wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let him. Besides, he wanted a Puma. He wanted a
0: Puma. Yeah, of course. Listen, um, you got a great story. This is very interesting. Not something I'd ever heard of before. How did you find out about this dude?
1: So I was looking up Willie Randolph, who's future Mets manager, great Yankees player. I was looking him up, and they said, oh, he was traded for... All these players, Doc Ellis, Willie Raniff, were traded for Doc Medich. I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't yeah. know why these two great players were, were traded for Doc Medich. So I looked him up, and I immediately was floored that he was a doctor, and he saved two people or saved one person's life and tried to save another man's life and uh, was arrested for for, for <laughs> abusing yeah, painkillers. That's wild. Um, so it was
0: just kind of like serendipitously stumbling upon a cool story.
1: Serendipi- serendipitously uh something on it yeah but he's 73 now still alive um i hope he's doing okay i hope he's contact information medicine, he's coming but... on nl feast
0: baby his first podcast interview
1: yeah we're like so how did you study when like the schools <laughs> are during that time so residency what um
0: maybe his residency counted for when he was giving heart attack uh resuscitations to people in baseball yeah. stadiums.
1: <laughs> that they're like we saw it on live television Listen, we all saw it he was pretty good do you think there's there's like old footage of that like it was broadcasted? It could have been. It could have been for sure. Okay.
0: Seventies, um, yeah. My story is also sad, Brandon. Um now we, we do have some options for for a couple stories, but we're we frankly talked about nothing for 30 minutes, so we're limiting ourselves to the amount of time we could talk about baseball stuff. But my gentleman that I bring you to the table is none other than Len Konak. Now that's pronounced Konek, I believe. It's K O E N E C K E. What do you think? Does that sound like Konek? K what is it one more K-O-E- time? K-O-E. K-O-E- N-E-C-K-E. Kaneki. Yes. Yes, that sounds right. Kaneki. Okay, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Is there a character in Greece? I don't know. I honestly kind of don't like Greece at all. Yeah, it's not good. I'm not a big Greece guy. Um, But he was born in 1904, January 18th, 1904, about to be celebrating his 100 and what is this? Oh, God. Uh, 117. Gonna... Yeah. Okay i'm trusting you not like a not like an insignificant career a six war 90 922 at bats 22 homers um his ops plus was 124 and his ops was 824 so it was like kind of a good offensive baseball player um played for who did he play for he played for the new york giants and the brooklyn dodgers from 32 to 35 now unfortunately his career was cut short because of let's just call them mishaps Brandon I think I teased this a little bit too previously but um, so our boy Len got cut unfortunately so he was no longer on the uh, on the I think the Dodgers he was on the Dodgers he was a promising uh, player in the national league during the early 30s bounced around a couple teams sorry I got a one of my mustache hairs just got stuck in the microphone foam okay that was gross um, <laughs> And he did well, but his second season Daughters didn't go so well. He developed a drinking problem that led to an on-field perfor- a decline in his on-field performance, as one would assume it does, um, and got cut while on, uh, on a flight back to New York. So he was cut from the Daughters and sent home immediately because of, um, of how bad his drinking had gotten in the middle of, the, uh, of a, road, a road trip. Realizing that both our stories are not necessarily uplifting, but we're going to keep powering through regardless. Um, and so he got on a flight, sent him straight home. He got too drunk and became unruly and was harassing passengers in his flight back to New York and got so bad that eventually he, uh, once he, I think, yeah, hit a stewardess, um, the pilot was forced to intervene and eventually put him in shackles. Now, how in the 30s does a pilot just stop flying an airplane enough to restrain a passenger and put him in handcuffs? Like, there's no autopilot in the 30s, right?
1: Yeah, well, there's probably two pilots, though, right? So do they need the two pilots, then?
0: I, so you think that the second, the, the co-pilot or whatever their name is, was just like, oh, I'll take it from here, boss. Go subdue this, uh, this drunk maniac <laughs> that's attacking people on the airplane.
1: I feel like they would have also, at, back in the day, they would be like, yeah, we'll drop an elevation a little bit, but that's okay. We can do this in one minute before we crash. Like, they would have, like, just left yes. the cockpit just to subdue it yeah, and exactly. then
0: run back. <laughs> run back. <sighs> Go back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russia very Russia. Three Stooges. <laughs> so uh, it got so bad that they had to make an emergency stop in Detroit um, to get rid of him. They were just like, we can't get to New York with this drunk idiot. So he he somehow then convinced his uh, convinced the people at the airport in Detroit to let him fly to Toronto instead of New York. Now, like we said, he was born in Wisconsin, so not a lot of uh, clear indication as to why he would have been wanting to go to Toronto, but he Imagine did.
1: doing that now, trying to convince... Uh, people in the airport to <laughs> let you fly to another country. Yeah.
0: Uh, actually, I know. I was just subdued on a, on a flight across country, but just let me go into Canada. Do You think they're just like, we can get rid of this guy and then we don't have to worry about him anymore if he's in Toronto?
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. And and uh, they're like, sure, we'll send you there, but you're not allowed back, chief. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, buddy. Um,
0: so living up to
1: his now reputation that he has established,
0: instead of, uh, of acting like a normal, sane human being on his flight to Toronto... He got more drunk and then started, they said, back to his old tricks of harassing fellow passengers and the pilot again. Um, But this is when it gets out of control. He tries to forcibly take control of the airplane. So he like storms the cockpit, tries to take control. The pilots uh, had to fight back, hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher, and then he died the next day, Brandon. What a crazy three days for this man to go through from from being a star baseball player to being dead from a, a hit to a fire extinguisher after trying to take over an airplane.
1: It's it's like a failed DB Cooper. You know the DB yes, Cooper story. It's yes, so funny. Yeah, of course. It's like the sloppiest DB Cooper. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the least successful DB Cooper in the world. Yeah, uh mine is less interesting and I just googled craziest baseball stories to come up with it, but uh it is I love that. Wild, I think it's though. great. Wait, so
1: they so he died of a like so they hit him in the head with the extinguisher and then he died of do a brain think- hemorrhage. Do you think they brought him to the hospital or they're just like, get off the plane? And he... <laughs>
0: they just kicked him out the door in the middle of the flight. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they probably assumed he was just knocked out and then took him back to Toronto and then the free Canadian healthcare used their uh <laughs> their system to establish that he was actually suffering from brain bleeding. That's what a brain hemorrhage is, right? Is brain yeah, blood? brain bleeding, yeah. God. Brain blood. Brain blood. That should be the name of our band, Brandon, when we get your, your brain blood. Brain blood. Brain um, blood. But yeah, really weird career. He was only tw- he was already twenty eight when he entered the major league. So it wasn't like he was um he was like a young up and comer. He was twenty eight to thirty one. Um. Yeah, just kind of a really weird dude, and he's buried in Friendship, Wisconsin. That's an interesting. So place. they.
1: Sh- so someone. So he was on a plane one last time when they shipped his body from Toronto to Wisconsin. I
0: guess that's true. Yeah. So let's hope that he caused less of a ruckus. Brandon, I'm going to go pee. I'm going to write <laughs> down where we are. I drank too much coffee this morning. Um, and then I'll I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Bye. Uh, all right, Brandon. I have returned. I am back. No need to fret um we're doing good freaking out you were freaking out um this is weird so normally uh we'll get a little behind the curtain when i when i have to put in an edit i mark what um what beat or measure we're at on the on the on logic pro x and i went to go write it and it's the same one that it was last week for something that i edited out of our podcast was it p i don't think it was p i have gotten up to p in the middle of the podcast before but i don't think i've done that in a minute and I think previously I just asked you to vamp, right? And <laughs> I just didn't edit yes. it out. <laughs> so this yes, is, yes, yes. I, I hope you didn't have to feel like you were obligated to do that. I didn't brand. say a word. Okay. Not a okay Total good. silence. Um, do you uh, you have any more stories you want to share? I could share, we could talk about some of the classics. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. Yeah. There's one other one that I found that I thought was another old time one, older, older than, than, uh, Mr. Kinecki. No way. Um, really. so, uh, 1884. So, uh, one God. Mr. Charlie Sweeney. Have you heard about him? No,
0: but Sweeney is like the perfect uh, 1880s last name.
1: Charlie Sweeney.
0: Charlie Sweeney. He,
1: <laughs> he pitches for the Providence Grays. Yeah, you see? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he pitches for the Providence Grays. Yeah, okay. The Providence Grays, Charlie Sweeney. Um, so, <laughs> he uh, he had a record of um, uh, 19. He struck out 19 batters in a single game. Uh, and that record stood for about 102 years. Wow. Um, from 1884. Um, I don't know who broke that record. It doesn't say here hmm. off the top of my head. We should, we should We'll find out later. I don't know. <laughs> Nolan Ryan <Dude>. probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, him and Old Haas Radburn. Okay. Or as I, I do been...
0: actually know that name, and it's only from watching the Ken Burns documentary.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 I think, that, yeah, he was a prominent name there. Old Haas Radburn. Yeah. Old you see? Radburn.
0: Him and Sweeney.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So they were the only pictures of note really. Um, so Sweeney, uh, uh, hold on a sec. I lost my train of thought. Oh, no, you're
0: fine. Please. You got a, you got, you got a lot of, uh, of written material. Oh, yeah, so,
1: um, uh, oh yeah. So after that game, um, Sweeney, like, uh, uh, wait, hold on a sec. Fuck. You're gonna have to edit this out too. You're fine. I have to read through this. Uh, Okay, yeah. So um, there's a game in Woonso- Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Woonsocket, got- Rhode Island. Woonsocket. Yeah, you hear? There's witches up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sween- Sweeney got drunk and elected to um, stay in Woonsocket with a lady friend one Ooh, night. Okay. And then the next morning, he was still wasted out of his mind. He realized he had a pitch in <laughs> Providence that very day, so um, <laughs> he rushed out of the door and um, and he uh, he made it to the mound. Uh, uh, and Sweeney pitched that day five effective inni- innings. Okay, yeah, a
0: quality start, if you will.
1: Yeah, so quality start, and they tried pulling him, but he was not having it. He was pissed. <laughs> okay, he so was... he was like, "He's like, I'm a man, goddammit. it! I'll I'll pitch as long as I want to pitch." <laughs> um, so he pitched another two innings against the wishes of their manager. Um, and uh, they pulled him before the. Uh, before the eighth inning okay, uh, with a threat of a $50 fine. Oh, God. And he told them to stuff it up there. You know what? Yeah, you hear? <laughs> and uh, and he walked off the field and watched the rest of the game with a woman in each arm, presumed to be prostitutes. Yeah, okay. Um, As and one does. After, after these actions, uh, <laughs> he not only got kicked off the team, but he also got thrown out of the entire National Whoa, League.
0: Whoa, really? Because he was drunk pitching?
1: Yes. Were drunk pitching, but, refusing to leave yeah, the mound, and, and I guess... Having prostitutes under his arm. What a wild! And watching story. the game from the stands, but there's more because, <sighs> uh, as we said before, old Haas Radburn after since those were their only two uh, pitchers of note, uh, H- old Haas Radburn offered to pitch the remaining games of the season for a small pay bump, uh, and uh, it he didn't started uh the fifty doesn't say it did not say, um, but he started forty of the remaining forty three games in the season and won thirty six of them.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. <That's
1: laughs> he uh no he. <laughs> He no longer could have raised his arms above his shoulders, oh. and uh, he had to warm up hours before game time just to get the ball to the plate, um, and he started and won every single game of the 1884 World Series. So Just uh, a different just a <laughs> just board. Just Paul Bunyan. Just yeah. Paul Bunyan <laughs> stories. Uh, but yeah, he pitched 672.8. Po- Excuse me, six hundred seventy-eight point two innings that season. Oh my god! Uh, amassed fifty-nine wins. Some people say it's sixty, but fifty-nine wins. Uh, and he, yeah, and it's all because Charlie Sweeney was a an absolute heathen. That's so old Rap Radburn legend. Charlie Sweeney, a legend for a different reason.
0: That's insane. That's insane. Um, six hundred seventy-eight innings pitched. I mean, to put it in a context for people who might not be aware of like what a anything over two hundred innings now is is like. That's a heavy workload. So to do mm-hmm. over three times the, that quantity of innings is just an insane thing to do. Like can't lift your arm above your head? What are you doing? That's a good indication that you should stop whatever activity is causing you to do that.
1: And too bad it didn't have the pay bump on there because, you know, it was like peanuts on a Sunday. Yeah, like you was get like a quarter not. every
0: week, my friend. <laughs> now, Brandon, <laughs> um, before we close the show out, we're getting close to that time. we we got probably about five or five or so more minutes until we're hitting the hour mark um i asked you for the address of your family's house to send you some belated birthday gifts now um due to the covid uh, scare and a couple of other situations that are going in i was unable to to ship them out just yet so look out look out for them in los angeles but okay. i thought a fun way to end the show would be showing you on zoom what to expect uh oh. a, a month later for your birthday so what do you think
1: Jews do celebrate Christmas. Okay. So, yeah, let's is, do it. yeah.
0: <laughs> Consider this your Boxing Day gift, all right? Yeah, Jews yeah, might yeah, not no. celebrate Christmas, but they do celebrate Boxing Day. Brandon. We love Boxing Day. I don't know if you know that. But, all right. though so I have, I think it's four items for you. Four items. Um, first things first, Brandon, we have none other, none other than a Jeff
1: McNeil bobblehead. What? Wow. Is that from the game you went to? That's Wasn't from there the McNeil? game I went to. Amazing. Thank you. Of That's a sort of kind of you. I, I found
0: out it. that, and I think I talked about this. Um, Already on the show, but maybe I didn't. As an effort to avoid spoiling anything for you, that if you walk, uh, walk through the gates, collect your bobblehead, and then turn around and act like you're coming out of the other gate right next to it, they'll just give you a second thing.
1: So you oh, you of... did that for me. You almost got kicked out of City Field for life because of me. Yeah, me and that. Uh, that-
0: crazy old drunk dude that
1: I hung out with in between. Oh
0: games. yeah.
1: That's funny because I think I gave you shit because I think you were like I gave Chris Rowland the You uh, did,
0: but I kept my little pie hole shut. Oh, this is the my long God, con. This is the long con. Also the perks of um the perks of living in New York City where the team like I could just get all this free met stuff and I don't want it. So like it's it's even better for you. But all right, Brandon, we got one more Now, this has been seriously sitting in in my room for a long time now. They're collecting dust, so excuse me if they're a little dusty upon arrival. But we got your... Jerry Kuzman bobblehead.
1: What? Yeah. Oh my God. You yes. are an embarrassment of riches. I know. Thank Listen,
0: you. Um, uh, it was on that Kuzman day. I forget why, what game it was or why I was there or what they were celebrating. Was it just they you were, were
1: at just... the Kuzman uh, number of retirement? Is that think, what it you was? Arrived there late. That's what yeah. it was.
0: Yes. So we got a Jerry Kuzman bobblehead. Um, I hope you have room for these now. I'm just kind of realizing, like, bobbleheads <laughs> are a little bit of a, of a, of a space suck.
1: Uh I I'll, I'll find room for sure. Maybe okay. and maybe I'll re-gift I'll give my dad the Kuzman one. Oh, you know? that'd be nice. That'd be nice. But we but he can't listen to this episode. Okay, sorry, mis- <laughs> I'll I'll like, Mr. Mudd. I bought this. Mr. Mud, you have to turn
0: it off. And the final thing, Brandon. Now, I know you know I already have
1: one of these, but An embarrassment of riches here, sir.
0: A Jerry Seinfeld Mets jersey. <laughs> yeah, for the Netflix I love
1: premiere. It. I love it. Thank you. Yes, of course. Oh my god. Of I course. I really I really like the uh uh the idea of you going to Mets games and just collecting all the Mets <laughs> so I can just shipping them to me. This, I'm I'm this rules. Listen, you're yes, you're going to
0: be uh, rolling in bobbleheads,
1: And it sounds like Mr. Mudd himself might also be rolling in bobbleheads. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this goes. Um, wow. Thank you. Well, no course. rush on shipping out. I want you to stay safe. I don't need you going to the post office and getting a
0: cold. That would God forbid. God forbid. But uh, they've been truly sitting around our room for a while. Did you watch The Sopranos, by the way? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so this is another fun thing. This is not for you. This is for me. <laughs> I <thought> you <laughs> get a kick out of it. Um, do you remember the... Rennes? Bobby
1: Bacala Bobblehead?
0: Oh, no, but you remember the Tony the Soprano... Or Tony the Soprano. Oh, Sopran- that's funny. Yeah, Miranda that got that funny. for me. For those who are listening, it's, uh, there's a famous painting in The Sopranos where uh, I think it, they painted over Bonaparte. Is that what it was? Napoleon Bonaparte? Uh, and put Tony on remember. it, and then they threw the painting away, and then, yeah, uh, it's very fun. Yeah. Um, no, what happened was it was the horse that, uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert, dies. Um, yes. And Tony's beloved horse, because Tony loves animals more than he loves people, um, his beloved horse dies after and he had gotten a, a portrait painted with the horse and then threw it away. And then, uh, what's his name? Jesus Christ. I can't believe it's. Polly Walnuts, Polly, right? Polly picked it up yeah. and had them edit it so that it wouldn't look just like him, but he didn't want to waste such a nice photo <laughs> or such a nice painting. So, um,
1: yeah, man. It. Well, happy
0: early or late birthday. Hey. A big,
1: very early
0: birthday. Or especially early. Uh, the big 2-9, right? Or 2-8? Two 2-9 two
1: was a couple weeks ago, yep.
0: Okay, how's it feel? You feel any different? One one year closer. to I the don't third?
1: like it. It's it's scary. I know you've been in this. You've been in this, this skin headspace. suit for yeah. for a little bit, but yes. uh,
0: it's uh, I don't like it. I feel you. I feel you. Um, well, Brandon, once again, we don't have any future future fans because that would be a, a responsible. We're, f- we don't have any future fans. <laughs> no fans. Um, uh, we are alienating our already only fans by talking about football. Our only the- fans. <laughs> whoa, <right>? whoa! <laughs> We're starting an NL East only fans. Um, but yes, we uh we're gonna continue to do some crazy off season stuff, Brandon. I, I I don't know what's in what's in line for next week, but thanks again for accommodating me so I could go watch this Bill's Pats game. Yeah.
1: And uh and this uh this is gonna close out our uh our twenty twenty one uh podcast. Our next one will be a twenty twenty tour. Wow, we
0: did it, Brandon. When did we start this? In May or no, it would have been. Uh, I think March, March, right? In the yeah. March?
1: Yeah. Wow, so we're almost, almost going a, a full year, year, Brandon. So yeah, look how much we've grown. We're on a, a podcast network <laughs> now, true. Sports Drink. Sports Drink. Shout follow, out, S P R T S D R N K. No vowels. No vowels. Um, look at us. We've made it, and I think next year we're gonna have even more stupid ass content.
0: <laughs> Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We, there's plenty of, uh, of dumb stuff that Brandon and I can come up with. Um, yeah, make sure you follow us on 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 Twitter at NL Feast. Follow me on Twitter at NL Feast Sam. Follow Brandon on Twitter at uh, Brando, Brando Grosso, Grosso. Uh, yeah. The links for all of our Twitter accounts will be in the, the Description of the podcast as always Feel free to email us We uh, like are, are very clearly just trying to kill time On the podcast now So <laughs> nlfeastpod at gmail.com We'll take any and all emails and if you leave us a five star review On Apple Podcasts, We will read the review out loud Brandon For the end of 2021 The last time we'll say this of the year Anything else before we get out of here Bye 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 <laughs>